The views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Dr. Marla Shapiro, and I sit on the Board of Trustees of the International Menopause Society, and I'm so pleased to be joined today by Dr. Pauline Mackey to talk about a topic that women worry about. But first, Dr. Mackey, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Pauline Mackey, Professor of Psychiatry, Psychology, and Obstetrics and Gynecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and I am honored to be a member of the Board of Trustees of the International Menopause Society. So let's talk about menopause and mood, because for so many women going through menopause, they often will note that their mood is low, blue, call it what you will, but many of women that we see will come and talk to us. So as a woman coming in to see someone like you, feeling that my mood has changed as my hormones are changing, is there a link or am I just an unhappy person? So women are validated in their reports of having a lower mood as they transition through the menopause. What do I mean by validated? What I mean by that is that research studies have shown that if you follow large numbers of women as they transition through the menopause, their reports of depressive symptoms, are, they worsen during this time. So this is a very typical and common experience for women. So this is mood within the normal range. This is not yet clinical depression. So the severity, we just don't feel as, um, as engaged, as interested in the activities that we typically are. We don't, we feel a little more blue as we transition through the menopause. And for most women, this does not meet the clinical criteria for depression, but nevertheless does affect our well-being. So as a woman, if I feel that I'm feeling a little bit bluer and I'm still functioning though, but I'm feeling sad, if I wait it out, so to speak, if I wait through the transition into being frankly menopausal, will things get better on their own? So this is an area where the research studies diverge. So we don't know a clear answer to that. Why is that? Because it probably varies for different women, right? So let's take the experience of pregnancy. We know that about 17% of women develop postpartum depression. Not all women, all women who are pregnant go through that same hormonal change, right? But certain women seem to be more sensitive to that hormonal change. So we talk about this idea of estrogen sensitivity, which is a real thing. Research studies have completely validated this for women. So some women who are sensitive to withdrawal from estrogen, which is what occurs at the menopause, may experience persistent mood problems well into the postmenopausal period. Whereas for other women, they experience these mood problems for a very limited amount of time as they're going through the transition. And then once they transition through the menopause, their mood will improve. So then do we treat depression differently for women who are transitioning through the menopause compared to women who are in established menopause? Such an important question. So let's first talk about the clinical depression issue. So what we just discussed is this idea that actually many, many of us feel a little more blue and not as engaged in our lives as we transition through the menopause. 
but that doesn't necessarily meet the diagnostic criteria for clinical depression. So let's talk about this clinical depression, the thing that you would want to be treated. So this is when those symptoms become so severe that they affect our ability to engage in our daily activities. So for example, our work performance is suffering. Our interpersonal relationships are suffering. We don't have the desire to get up out of bed. We don't have the desire to engage with family, friends, work colleagues. So when it impacts our everyday functioning, that's when we wanna to talk to a provider about potential interventions for this. So then what might our provider say? Well, our provider might say that if you have a history of depression, and the majority of women who have a history of depression will in fact experience a recurrence of their depression during the menopausal transition. So it's very, very important to have these conversations with our providers, especially if we ourselves have a history of depression. There, what the provider will say is that we should make sure that the treatment that worked for you before the menopause is on board. So we wanna make sure that that's also a part of what we discuss. But then let's discuss your menopausal symptoms and have a discussion about whether or not we need to treat those. So it's quite intuitive to think that if menopausal symptoms like hot flashes are worsening our sleep at this time and sleep deprivation makes our mood even worse, that we're gonna to wanna to also consider a treatment for those menopausal symptoms. So that's to say that there, we wanna love the one we're with. In other words, we wanna maintain the treatment that worked for us before the menopausal transition. And then we wanna have a conversation about whether to treat menopausal symptoms as well. And in that case, hormone therapy might be an option. So I guess for women, being able to discern, am I having hot flushes and night sweats and mood changes, or am I having mood changes alone, would be very important to tell your practitioner to help decide what treatment may be best for you. That, that's absolutely the case, Dr. Shapiro. And we do know from randomized trials that estrogen therapy itself is effective in improving mood in women, even, even if they don't have hot flashes, during the perimenopause. So if symptoms are the major concern of women, it may be worthwhile to try hormone therapy and see if your mood bounces back. Now, that being said, hormone therapy is not approved by regulatory bodies for the treatment of depressive symptoms generally. So that's one important thing. And the other thing is we know from really good data that it doesn't improve mood in the postmenopause. So it's really only during this perimenopausal um, transition, this menopausal transition that hormone therapy might work. But in general, we wanna love the one we're with. We wanna go back to what worked for us in the past and talk about this add-on for menopausal symptoms. And for those who you know, feel I don't want to either treat my hot flashes or I don't want to treat my mood, but let's focus on mood more than anything. What proven treatments are there? What evidence do we have for other interventions as far as lifestyle is concerned that women might opt to try to help their mood? Yeah, so let's talk, let's just differentiate between mood that is clinical depression and mood that is just I'm not feeling as right. well as I typically do. So for clinical depression, we do know 
that the evidence based for cognitive behavioral therapy or talk therapy, this particular type of therapy, is really strong, right? And let's think about it, ladies. If, if the issues that are affecting our mood relate to issues in our marriages or partnerships, issues related to stress and the like, pharmacological interventions, medications really might not be the answer for us. We need to talk to a really good therapist and work our way through it. So that's a non-pharmacologic and non-medication evidence-based approach for, for improving mood. We do know that really rigorous exercise in randomized trials is particularly good for mood in women with depression so women with clinical depression and women whose moods are low but don't meet the clinical criteria for depression. So exercise is, is very good. Psychotherapy is good for all of us. It's very good for our moods. Well, I think that that's really good advice for us as women to firstly have the knowledge and then make the changes and talk to our healthcare practitioners and not self-silence, which many women do and don't even talk to someone like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, thank you.